Hello, and welcome to Hope for the Grieving Heart, a podcast to encourage you as you journey through your grief. Welcome to another segment of Hope for the Grieving Heart. This morning, I want to share with you some information that I gleaned from from a foundation. It's a foundation for hope for the widows. And the question that's being asked in this article and this paper is, can I be happy again? Now, isn't that the question that many grieving will ask? And some are afraid of, of being happy. Some feel like they may have betrayed the loved one that they have lost. One widow writes, my life has taken a major turn over the past few weeks. I say to the least, I have found myself in many different situations I didn't see coming. And they have all been incredibly, notice now, incredibly positive and have made me ill, yes, and happy. This has caused some conflict in my heart because these experiences have revived some feelings. I was certain that those feelings had died with my husband's. Over the last few weeks, I have realized that I am still allowed to be happy. May I share with you, allow yourself, allow yourself to be happy. Many of us have experienced how others <coughs> put timelines on the grief that we are supposed to go through. Our friends, family, and those who may not have even known very well the options of what is proper grief. They all think it's so long, it's this, it's that. But let me share with you, my friend, you, you, and you alone know the timetable for your grief. Some might even say, well, she shouldn't be smiling yet. Doesn't she realize that he died? Did she forget something? Why is she doing that? He would be so disappointed. Wow, I had no idea a person could move on so quickly. Others judge us in our grief. Others judge us no matter what we do. Can I just ask us to stop and think for a moment? Do people really think these things are, are real or, or we should do something else? It is certainly true that some have experienced others making comments about their lives, but you know, sometimes us who are grieving, we are our own worst enemies. However, I believe that in our minds we can convince ourselves of things that aren't really there. We are what the therapists might call catastrophizing, or catastrophizing, it's a word that I'm having a difficult time this morning. This is BC, not before COVID, but before coffee. And we will spiral that situation and thoughts in the absolute bottom of the abyss of our mind. Everything is always the worst than it's ever been, yet it's not. We just think it is. In doing this, we end up putting limitations on our own happiness that others never placed on us. It's like I was holding myself in prison cell and I had the key in my hand for my own release my entire time. Another widow writes, for me personally, it has been five and a half years since my husband died. In the early days of loss and grief, I was personally not ready to accept happiness in any capacity. Part of me did not want to make the decision without my husband's stamp of approval, but I soon realized that my happiness mattered too. It always did matter. It's just that I let grief and others' opinions of grief, of my grief, dictate how I should live. 
I let my fear of other people, their opinion, rule me. And she goes on to say, over the last two weeks, my life took a huge turn that I wasn't expecting. I have met a very nice, smiling, kind gentleman. This certainly was a new feeling for me, but once I decided to allow myself to experience happiness again, I embraced it. I've given myself a chance to feel something I had once banned from myself. May I just share with you as we bring this segment to a close. There are many beautiful reasons, my friend, to be happy. It's my prayer, my desire, that you find your reason for happiness. Till next time, blessings to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Hope for the Grieving Heart. Until next time, remember, there is always hope. Thank you.